Dan, 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 dan. Dum, 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 dum. It's what a wacky week. The podcast. Ah, I don't know. This looks like episode twenty-four. Hey there, really. Thanks for stopping by the Wacky Week podcast. My name is Tim Hunter. Oh yeah, officer, that's the guy. Got a fun interview coming up with one of the first news guys I ever worked with. But first, let's start things out with a little Bill Clinton ditty from a few years ago. I'm sorry hotline your place to hear President Clinton say I'm sorry in 28 different languages and dialects please select from the following list French pardonnez-moi Spanish pardon German Italian excuse Iraqi Ebonics my bad Cantonese Mandarin the rainforest pygmies of Ha. James Brownies. Wow! Hey! I'm sorry! Jump back! The artist formerly known as Prince Ease. Thank you for calling the Bill Clinton I'm Sorry Hotline, your place to hear President Clinton say I'm sorry in 28 different languages and dialects. For another 28 languages, call back tomorrow. You're listening to Tim Hunter's What a Wacky Week, the podcast What a Wacky Now it's time to turn on the Wacky Week Wandering Microphone. And this week, the uh, Wandering Wacky Week Microphone has found itself up here in... We're in Burlington, right? Actually, this is Burlington because we are north of the river, the Skagit River. Oh, that's it. Okay. It's Tony Miner and I, and I did the math on the way to this. Uh, We worked together 40 years ago. Has it been that long? Uh Now you're making me feel old, (laughs) man. Thanks a lot. So you're hiding out up here. Uh, What are you doing these days? You know, we've uh, lived in the North Sound for quite a while. I'm semi-retired now. We live out in LaConnor, and I'm helping uh, operate the LaConnor fuel dock on the water there. So that's fun, and doing some writing and some other stuff, and uh, being a grandpa. Okay, let's let's go back to the radio days and, and march through the call letters. Where, where did you start, and where did it go from there? Oh, man, I started out at a little station at Green River College, KGRG. That's the very first thing I ever did. I thought I was going to be a big New York Times reporter, and I fell into radio there. Then over to Pullman, I worked at KWSU, the NPR station over there. My very first gig uh, out of school was a major, major market of the Dalles, Oregon. KACI Communication was our our big tagline. Rockin' Communication at KACI. Then, then uh, Bellingham, uh, KPUG, Yakima, KMWX, and then, then to the big city, and I went to work for Cairo for the first time. You were at Cairo and ended at Cairo. Well, I started there 80 to 82, and then uh, it's tough to have to remember all this stuff, Jim. Thank you for this putting me on. This is a test. Today's show is brought to you by Ginkgo. Thank you for putting me on the spot. Uh, Cairo, and then I went to K- uh, King 1090. 
And then uh, KZOK, I did the morning show for three years with John Posey over there, the Oatmeal Buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then back to King. And then I kind of fell out for a little bit. I went to Metro Networks for a couple of years. I think everybody in Seattle has to work for them at least for a while. You know, it was really cool at Columbia Tower. Yeah. The views up there were awesome. And a great coffee shop downstairs. But I was there for a couple of years. Then I got back in the game. I was at uh, Como. I was the PD at KBI. Uh, so I worked for Fisher. Then I was uh, Como for a couple of years. And uh, then uh, back to Cairo after I got fired at Como. <laughs> Why'd you get fired? You know, I'm not really sure why I got fired. That was the one and only time I've ever been fired. Oh, uh, in all those years? I saw I saw the bullet coming long distance. The rate, I was doing the morning show with Linda Thomas. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bill Swartz and Heather Bosch and a bunch of really talented people. The, the needle was just not moving on the ratings. Didn't move, didn't move, didn't move, and they blew me out. But I walked out the door with a nice severance package. Nice. So, yeah. That's always nice. Oh, that was sweet. So. Okay, let's go back to those Yakima days because what I remember about Tony Miner, the news director of KMWX and KFFM, you had your own news car. You know, it's so funny when you say I was a news director because do you remember back then how, how important that was? To, oh. ha to have your own business card that said Tony Miner, news director. It was a really big deal. And not only did I have my own news car, the owner of the station at the time, I'm not going to say his name, name was Monty, but I don't want to say his name, but he had this thing about old Ford Rancheros. Rancheros, They yeah. were Rancheros, and so we had like five of these old Ford Rancheros, bright orange with black letters on the side, K-M-W-X, and so I had one of those, and we have, would have to drive around town with the scanners turned up, the police scanners, looking for news. Breaking news in Yakima. What was the biggest story you ever covered there as a news director? You know... There was a lot of shootings, uh, a lot of murders. I think it was probably a Friday night murder where the bullets flew in downtown Yakima near the taverns. You're expected to go down and cover that? I went down there, tape machine rolling, uh, uh, and uh, had to cover it and the cops show up and you're there not too long after the cops because you're listening on the scanner. And You know, I covered four or five of those. Pro probably uh, that sort of thing was the biggest deal. And then you left to go to where? did? Did you decide you just needed out, or did an opportunity come along? Or? You know, I had a couple chances to get into television when I was in Yakima. They wanted me to be a TV anchor, which really would have been scary <laughs> if, I, if they would have unleashed me on television. But you always had this thing in the back of your mind about wanting to go to the big market. I mean, everybody in radio just has to do that. And Seattle was my hometown, and Cairo Radio had a couple openings, and a buddy of mine who was there said, hey, you really ought to apply, and I did. And, and Vic Bremer uh, hired me to come over and be a weekend anchor and reporter. Vic, who's just one of the best people I ever worked for. Yeah. So you talk about Yakima TV. What I remember about that. This is a, are you heading to Bob Ivers or no? Uh, go ahead. Uh, Bob Ivers was. Uh, uh, he was the guy. He was Elvis's buddy in the movie GI Blues. Yeah, you can go back and watch yeah. it. And there he is. Yeah. And he ended up as being the. Uh, anchor for i'm not sure if it's abc or cbs i don't even remember it doesn't matter he was on the local news and what happened was the tv station was fairly like right next door to a chinese restaurant with a bar 
and he would go hit that bar. The Jade Room. The Jade Room. Go, yeah. oh, look at you. I was, I was you in were the, the guy in the next booth. I was in the Jade Room many times. <laughs> but he would do this and then, you know, five minutes to five, wander next door and start reading the news. Absolutely. I mean, he, he was famous or infamous in, in yeah. Yakima. You could tell when Bob had had a couple of cocktails. Well, and this is back in the day when they taped the five o'clock news and then replayed it at 11 o'clock. Because there's nobody going to come in and do the news at 11 o'clock. So if he had a really bad newscast, you'd call your friends and say, "Hey, you got to watch the 11 o'clock news tonight." He really, really loses it on this story. Or something. You know, you're just making me smile because uh, I have a lot of memories of the Jade Room. Everybody in the media—that's back when everybody from all the radio stations, all the TV stations, everybody partied together. You got together at the Jade Room, and there was just some mammoth liars poker games in that bar at the jade room then you go to the track out to yakima meadows and bet on the horses out there and everybody partied together and that's not like it is now when it's so cutthroat okay the other tony minor story that comes to mind when i see you is uh oh, but i want to tell another story about yakima tv oh bring it on do you, go do you remember mike ramirez the the weatherman yeah. on I, was it kndo he's on he, so. he had this he had this weather pointer and it was a crooked stick the, the stick was crooked that he, pointed, that he pointed back at the screen with doing his weather. And I, I can't tell you how many times I saw that guy screw up. That poor guy, the mic would fall off of him in the middle of his weather. And he'd, he'd reach down to pick it up. And he had this crooked weather stick that I'll, I'll never forget. Oh my God. Yeah, Mike. Those times. Yeah. I was thinking of the story where you had gone to our the, my wedding and you hit the reception. One of my all-time, all-time stories. Tell it, tell it like you'd be telling a friend. Well, I'm actually, thank God my parents are no longer with us, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're not going to hear this, and my kids, because I'm really embarrassed by this. Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive, <laughs> but I, I did at the time. I went to Tim Hunter's wedding, and Tim was marrying a girl in Yakima whose dad owned a bunch of grocery stores, mm -hmm. all the thriftways, right? Like so it. we assumed that there was gonna be all this food, like a huge layout of food. We go to the wedding, and what do they have? They have mints and nuts and champagne. And that was it. I think I probably drank four or five bottles of champagne by myself. And everybody went to the Red Robin after the wedding, I guess after the reception or something, and so that was where you hung out was the Red Robin. And right in the middle of everything, my wife turned around and I was gone. I, I got up. Went out, I just got up, went outside, got in the KMWX news car, and drove home. It was only a couple blocks away, people. I, I didn't drive very far. It was stupid, I know that, but I did. She and nobody could find me. The car was gone, I was gone. So everybody in the bar is looking for me. They finally come to the house. I put the car in. <laughs> was it a diesel? It was a diesel, just like that. I had put the car in the garage, and she walks inside, opens the door, there's my coat. Two steps further, there's my shirt. Three steps further, there's my pants. Oh my there's my underwear, socks, all the way up the steps to our bedroom. I had pulled the car, oh the news car, God. in the garage, gotten undressed, and got in bed. And I was safe and sound, but don't drink and drive, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Let that be a lesson to you. Tim Hunter's wedding is going in, going down in lore, <laughs> in radio lore. Did, did you stay married to her, by the way? No. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, it should have been an omen. And so. why didn't we have food at that reception? It's I, actually all your fault. It was an afternoon, and they thought yeah. it wasn't necessary. Oh, so, man. Yeah, whatever. That's why they made Red Robins. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, okay, looking back, you had a great career, 40-plus years. Uh, is there a moment, a radio moment, that you would put in your Tony Minor Hall of Fame? Well, uh, we did win the National Murrow Award for Best Newscast in America in 2008 for the Big Story at Six, which was this hour-long feature hour we did on Cairo. I'm especially proud of that. We had just a great group of people who worked so hard on that every day. And, of course, they shot and killed it after about a year. But we did win the National Murrow for that. We beat out Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, everybody else for that. And we had some great shows. And there goes that diesel again. Yes. Uh, is, that a, is that a Hemi? Or I what think it's that? your old news car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it says KMWX on the side. Uh, there he goes. So I'm very proud of that. I think I'll never forget 9-11 uh, yeah. uh, that morning, being at home and watching and just saying, I've got to get to the station. And, and I went in. But, you know, I think it's I think it's kind of those special human interests, the feature stories that we did, the really unique people making a difference in their communities. I interviewed this artist. I think his name was Michael Regan, who drew portraits of wounded warriors and uh, that guy was really special. It could be the woman who, uh, you know, knits caps for homeless people for the Union Gospel Mission. You meet interesting individuals like that, making a difference in people's lives. They touched me actually deeper than the big stories did. Okay, and people can still catch you uh, with the podcast that you're working on now. Where, where would they find that? Uh, actually, you can hear it after the 8.30 news here on KBRC Mount Vernon uh, every day. But otherwise, if you go to northwesttraveladvisor.com, northwesttraveladvisor.com, that's with two Ts, uh, you just click on radio podcast and we do a, we do a little daily travel feature. Yeah. Well, great seeing you again, man. Uh, the years have blown by, but you're good people. Big T. Thank you very much, Tony Miner. Tim, it's great to see you. You're listening to Tim Hunter's What a Wacky Week podcast. Some episodes are slow and some are fast. Either way, it's Tim Hunter's What a Wacky Week podcast. Thanks, Big T, for the interview. One of the many good folks I crossed paths with during my radio days. Thank you so much for swinging by the Wacky Week podcast. Got another Northwest radio treat for you next week. But until then... Do me this one favor, laugh a little, would ya?